Hey, Peter Howard here on the Dynasty Crossroad Show. Don't let them know. Keep it quiet. But I've infiltrated the nerd base. Come check out the show. I'll tell you how to beat them. Thanks. Yeah. Chicken, chicken or crow, chicken or crow. Chicken or crow crossing the- Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russ and Rocky Other names, Trade Addicts Pie Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. And I'm Andrew Hall, and I definitely have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 240 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will, Andrew. Thank you. And we will. You're part of the team. You get it up there. So first of all, uh, we, we need to address the elephant in the room. And that is that the thought of coming on to record with Rocky and I makes people ill. <laughs> I was going to say the same. Th- I had that joke ready. <laughs> Wait, you know, what was it? Two weeks ago, uh, Ryan, Ryan McDowell was supposed to come on. He wasn't feeling well. Saved by a, a member of the DAP network. Last week, Ryan was feeling better. He came on. We were supposed to have a guest this week. Wasn't feeling well. Had to cancel. <laughs> a member of the DAP network came on. Save the day. So, first of all, thank you, Andrew, for being able to stomach being in the same stream <laughs> as Rocky and I. Well, maybe it was just giving me a few hours' notice. It's, it hasn't set in yet. So, you know, maybe it's perfect. Just the late right, call so is all I need. Halfway through, we get it. We just appreciate your yeah. ability to just <laughs> be here for at least the beginning of the show. Because be I fine. do not want I, to be alone with Rocky. Like we, <laughs> we can't be in a room together. We just we fight. We need a mediator. We need someone between us. It's, I'll help it's, you guys. I'll break it up, you two. Break it up. It's not good. Not good. <laughs> so we are. We're here. It is week thirteen oncoming, which means next week is week fourteen, which for the most part is the last week of the regular season of fantasy. Clearly not the last week of the regular season of football because we know football and that's not (laughs) right. But so we're getting into the real time where if you have trade deadlines, they're coming up. They're either hopefully this week or next week. If it's last week, talk to your commissioner. Get start, Start a message post on your league that says rule change suggestions and just trade deadline too dang soon. That's all you need to say because that that's I get like. I I believe in no trade deadline. I mean, that's not a secret, but Shocker. I am not one of those people to shame the people that want one. If you want one, that's absolutely fine. 
it should be as late as humanly possible. Like there is no reason not to have it the kickoff of playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. You converted me, first of all, to, to being a no trade deadline guy. I, I was when I think when the show started, I, I was still a no trade deadline. I'm still a trade deadline guy. You you and... played and you realized the truth. You realized the right way. No. You realized the better way. No. Yeah, no, I meant it. You realized the right way to play. <laughs> and yeah, As and I say, I, I don't shame people. Um, I, I realized the error of my ways. I have a home league that had a trade deadline in like week 10 or 11 or something. I did get it at least pushed back to the... Uh, to the start of the playoffs. So the, I couldn't get a, a trade deadline removed because some of them are still kind of in that mindset. Well, but. I will say Safe Leagues had their trade deadline this past week, which kind of shocked me, but also I, mean, I get it, right? When you're you know running a bunch of leagues like that, it makes sense to kind of just say they're all the same and move on. But I also think a lot of leagues just have the settings still from last year and like haven't moved the trade deadline to move with the extra week. And like, you know, I think that there's just some of that still confusion and, you know, what bye weeks are still happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so why are we doing trade deadlines if the bye weeks are still? I just, I, I've always been at least let the buys get through before the trade deadline. That's always been my thing. And they push buys later and it feels like deadlines have been earlier. So I don't know. It's chaos. Or I have to feel like people that listen to our show are quote unquote dialed in, you know, the Twitter people, the people that clearly have trading problems, the people that are in their leagues, they pay attention, they read news and all of that stuff. In which case, yes, we want as late as possible, the most information we can before we need to jump into the playoffs, your average league is probably absolutely fine with the week 12 trade deadline. And honestly, that's what safe leagues needs to play to safe leagues. Isn't necessarily for us. It's for the average player. So exactly. Part of me wants to yell at Scott every single, you know, week 12 and be like, this is ridiculous, man. What are you doing to me? Why, Why are you doing this to me? And then of course you'd just be like, then don't play in them. Like, don't you want my business? What are you trying to fail your company? No, none of that actually happens. Because yeah, um, you leaving will fail the company. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know the influence I have. Come on. Taking my two teams and I'm leaving. Like, no, I'm leaving. It's one team that I share with two other people. <laughs> Perfect. That'll show him. That'll show him. Or even uh, be an orphan. <laughs> it wouldn't even. They would keep the team and I would just right. leave. Uh, but yeah, so so we're here. We're at a time where it's time to make your decision. You know, do you want to go with what you got? Do you want to push forward? Do you have that first of yours that it's if there's no deadline, you you wait until you need to. If you need if you have an injury, if you're coming up a team that just seems that much better. But if you do have a trade deadline and you're sitting there with your first and you're a playoff team, do you spend it? Do you not spend it? So like this to me gets like it's a very exciting time because, well, well, none of my leagues really do this and don't have the trade deadline. I get I get to talk to a lot of people that do that. Like, like I get a lot of DMs like, all right, Russ, it's time. Deadlines in like three days. How do I do this? What do I do? And I'm just like, yeah, let's go. And it's really funny. Like my pin tweet is, I care about your fantasy football team, and it's it's still legitimately true. I get excited about every single like trade deadline excitement thing. Like I get into it. Like. They'll, they'll ask me a question. I'll be like, let me know how it goes. And they're just like, huh, yeah, cool. No, I, no let, let no, me seriously. know how it goes. <laughs> I, I want to know. So hopefully we go along this show and you get some ideas. As always, before the Tuesday, before we actually start the show, there's a tweet out there that asks for questions. So if you have any, reply to that. Oh, and I remember, oh, it's funny. I remember the story about why I like trade deadlines. And this was from like, 2016 2017 and 
I had a league that had a trade deadline in it. And in the playoffs, Melvin Gordon, then on the San Diego Chargers, got hurt. And I had this no-name Austin Eckler on my team. And I'm like, and I can't even get a second for Austin Eckler now. And it's just like thinking like, oh, well, hmm. That one saved me from me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, take the name out of that. And that's that's a very big reason why I dislike trade deadlines is because bad teams with players that become useful are still just stuck with them where they, again, taking away the name Austin Eckler, will most likely have no value next year. But... This I pr- this is not a show based around trade deadlines. We are going to move on, and then I'm sure it's coming right back eventually. So we do have a little bit of news. One that I I don't even know what happened. I watch Red Zone on on Sunday, and games going, games going, games are going, games are going. Then all of a sudden, Darnell Mooney's on the floor, and it's just like the play was in the other direction. That's bad. That's always bad, you know, when there's yeah. no contact and a guy's no contact down, injuries are always play. the worst. Yeah. So Darnell Mooney is on the IR. Do, do we, I didn't even honestly look up to see what happened. Do we know, was it an ACL? Do we know exactly what it was? I actually didn't look either. I assumed it was ACL. I know. It's like ACL exactly, I didn't know for right? sure either. We, you would think three guys on a fantasy football podcast might know this, but ankle, <laughs> ankle, ankle injury. Yep. All right. Well, so here's, I guess we have to talk about what is going to happen with the bears for the rest of the year, because Mm. I feel like everything rides around if Justin Fields is coming back. And I don't know that answer. I I keep reading because I want to know, because I have a lot of Justin Fields and it's just like Justin Fields expected to play this week. Justin Fields, most likely getting surgery and out for the season. (laughs) Justin Fields is fine. He's hop skipping and jumping to practice. Justin Fields lost his leg in battle. What? Like, <laughs> there's so much back and forth. You have absolutely no idea what to expect. So, clearly, if Justin Fields is not coming back, you just, I assume you do nothing with the Bears. You want no part of that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's what I would recommend. Is that it, you? Why? Why risk it? You know what I mean? Why risk getting points? Why? Why do anything but just take a knee right like just just nope you're down 13 nothing at the half take a knee and, and just call it a night you know what i mean like we'll come back and get him next time there's no right. reason to do this yeah so if justin fields does come back do we magically like chase claypool and then what do we think name name cole Komet is worth because i mm. have cole Komet on a rebuilding team Andrew shaking his head for a very particular mm-hmm. reason. And I wanted to talk about this. This is great. <laughs> I mean, let's let's absolutely just bring it up. So yeah. I have Cole Komet on a team that is hard rebuild. Like I'm getting the 102 only because I started my hard rebuild a little late in the season and one dude started it before me. So he clearly has the 101, but I'm not sad about the 102. And I have Cole Komet on my team. I don't even remember how I got it, but he's like literally the only person on my team that can score points. And I get an offer in my inbox for I can't, Tanner Hudson. Is that the guy's name? Like Tanner Hudson and a second. The most Caucasian name Rocky in Rocky second. Um, <laughs> Tanner Hudson and a second for Cole Komet. And it, it, it's a late second. So I'm just like, here's my thing. Well, yes, I am in an insane rebuild. Cole Komet is not going to really be the difference between the 102 and 103 for me. I have the 102. So I... And Komet is young. Fields is young. Fields is doing really well. Fields 
seemed to do really well with Cole Komet. And especially now, if Mooney is out, Cole Komet most likely will be that guy. What do we sell Cole Komet for? Do we buy? What do we buy Cole Komet for? And clearly, I wasn't sold on a late second. And I mean, let's face it. Tanner Hudson's not going to be a thing. He's a thing because Bellinger's out. Bellinger's. Yeah. Broken oh, face I'm glad you kind of explained that because I was going to ask, what is a Tanner Hudson? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what happens when Daniel player. Bellinger breaks yeah. his face? That that's what a that's what a Tanner Hudson is. The Tanner um, Hudson was not the valuable part of this trade offer. It was literally just like no, a but I, I know that's just how like, much okay. we're talking about. That, that's the part we're talking about. So I counter with something I knew. Honestly, I knew it was going to be rejected, but I sent Cole Komet and a third for two late seconds because it one was Andrews, one was. Rockies, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and we're both in the playoffs, they, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. They're both well, I think you're both actually well, you're good. Well, I'm so, in the middle. But Rockies a Rockies Rocky. So yeah. Rockies Rocky. Of course. That's the, <laughs> that's you're talking TA one, right? That's TA the one twelve we right. always talk it's about. The, yes, the two twelve. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so honestly, it like in my head, I'm like, I, I I think I should probably just take a second. I probably should. But I'm being stubborn for some reason, and I think it's just stars in my eyes seeing those first two games when Justin Fields lit it up and went through Cole Komet. Like, that's what happened. That's how it worked. So I guess tell me what you're thinking, Andrew, because you rejected my offer pretty quickly. So what is a late second, the price in your mind, or... Is well, it just so here, the fit of what you have on your team or well, what, here's what, where my, what yeah, here's where my logic was, right? My, my thinking is in, in my opinion, and I am willing, I am, I'm willing to back this up. If I'm rebuilding, I'm willing to sell Cole Komet for a mid second, right? Like that's kind of my, my price point. And I only say that because I feel like the mid second and late second, they're pretty close, but I'll try to get as much value as I can there. Right. So my thought was I'll send it for the late second, which is Rockies. And ex- expect a counter of my second and accept. Like, that's close enough to me that's fair. You know, changing out Tanner Hudson for, I don't care, pick another guy on my bench that doesn't matter, right? Like, it's just literally pick a guy. Um, and I sent Tanner Hudson because it was a it was a tight end and he's young. And I'm like, who knows? Maybe you like him. You never know. You're in the New York area. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes people in local, I'm just, I'm just saying. But at the same time, I, well, fair. You didn't even know he was till five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but my thought process on the on your offer was two seconds for Cole Komet when I'm probably not winning this year like that. And I do kind of need a tight end and I do like his future prospects, but I mean, again, it'd be like a, a mid second and a late second for a late third in Cole Komet. I just, it wasn't enough for me. It was like, nah, I'll hold the seconds. Like I don't need points that badly. I'm not like, you know, one piece away from winning the whole thing. So I was kind of like, eh, I don't mind underpaying or overpaying. I don't mind, you know, missing on Cole Komet, so to speak. Cause again, even if, Fields doesn't play. Is Komet even going to be a thing? Like, there's still some question marks there, too. So I'm like, I don't mind risking one second in this, but I don't need to trade back around and lose a second in this deal. So that was kind of where my thought was. And I was like, maybe we revisit. I'm not like, it wasn't a reject your way off. It was more like, nah, it doesn't feel right. Let me come back to it later and see what my brain thinks. Because I don't like leaving trades out there. Before I let you go, Rock. Um, Honestly, that's really what I thought. Like, I don't think either of these offers are going anywhere. The need, again, like, if anything, I screwed myself over if Fields doesn't come back because then no one's going to pay a second for a commit. Which, again, I'd be fine with because I'll still have commit next year when I would think it would be better anyway. So, like, it's not the worst thing in the world if I can't move him later. So, 
that's really like honestly i agree with everything you're saying it, it it's does- kind of one of those like blah trades where it's yeah. like eh, sure you know yeah, it's good. not it's not it's a deal it's like a winner like you know that's eh. a so, classic Rob, trade what, what's your on all of this? i was just gonna say i agree with andrew and a couple things he said there i i would say too that that commit's price for me would probably be a mid-second um in terms of I'd be willing to pay. Uh, I'd want a mid-second at least back, and I think I'd be willing to pay a mid-second also. But Same. I also agree, if Justin Fields is not coming back, I want nothing to do with anybody in that offense whatsoever. Yeah. It's what Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman are the two guys there yeah. that they were playing around with Watch like 10 Tony minutes before the game. Wouldn't matter. say who was starting. Well, you're making <laughs> it nauseous. <laughs> Here I am. There's the sickness. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I, I – he he is a little interesting because, like you said, he had a couple blow up games there when when Fields took over. But uh, I, I just can't go above a mid second. He's he. I don't think he's ever going to be a difference maker type, and that's all that really matters at tight end. I'd rather I'd rather use my second for for something else. Uh, maybe not even a tight end to just get the upgrade somewhere else. And uh, Cole Komet can do his tight end nine thing, you know, on somebody else's team. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was curious, and I I know we are a DLF-sponsored podcast, right? So it's only fair. Um, Andrew loves the trade finder. I was looking well because again, it, it helps show what values in the real world are, right? No, it like is. Great. Having, I'm just saying you love. It. Oh, I, I know. I, I love I know. when you bring it up. I love it. I just feel, again because these are always contextual things that we don't always look oh, at. Oh, that is one other thing I wanted to mention too. I think especially with Andrew's team, it does not make sense to to pay more than he was gonna, you know, more than a mid set. Because like I agree, I think there's especially in the, we joke about me being the one twelve, but there's basically like three teams at the yeah. top that are kind of separated from everyone else. I should and not be in the Andrew's a notch eight. below that, yeah, which has got a decent team, but yeah. As soon as I sold my first, I'm like, well then, you know what, F it, I'm going for 106. Like, here we go. Like, I'm going to make it in playoffs, and maybe I get lucky. That was my whole goal, and it's happening, and I don't think I'm going to win, but you never know, right? You never know. So yeah. that's one of these teams where I'm like, I don't mind just limping into the playoffs and seeing what happens. But I think ultimately what it comes down to is Komet is not going to be a league winner. I don't think that's shocking news. If it was a league winner, if it was like Cole Komet was dominating right now and Justin Fields is 100%, I would gladly pay two seconds if that was the Cole Komet we're getting. There are just too many question marks. That's really all it is. And and I was going to mention that about like Trade Finder. There haven't been any trades for Cole Komet in the last, like since this week's games, of course. But it's even like prior to that, the trades were all kind of like, one was almost like for Dalton Schultz straight up. One was Cole Komet and Michael Pittman for Cooper Cup and a third. Like, I kind of get that. Like, if you're just trying to get points, you know what I mean? Like, and then both Komet and Pittman are like, meh, points. You know what I mean? Like, but you're selling cup. Like, some of these trades are just like, I, I guess. It, none of these trades are wowable to me. That's all it is. I'd, I'd much rather have Schultz. Yeah, Schultz. I would absolutely oh, yeah. trade Komet for Schultz. That's a very yep. weird trade. Yeah. yeah that one I understood. the same tier yeah. to me, but yeah. same position. Yeah. Like, that's free tier up. And oh. Schultz is better. Yeah, probably even in the long run, you could even make that argument. I'm not sure I agree with that, but I'm saying you could make that. Argument. I'm not sure either, but you're getting, you're getting Schultz better Schultz points. Stays on Schultz, the Cowboys. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, because yes. Schultz absolutely fits there. All right, so we've talked about the the Bears for just way too long. More than anyone should ever talk about the Bears. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, outside of Chicago, because what else do they have to talk about there? Uh, next, we have it's it's time. Deshaun Watson is back, and. He is going to play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And I wish we had a 
Watson trade in the TA league. So we can be like, this is how we handle it. Because honestly, I am still of the mind. Now is probably your best time to trade him away. Agreed. Because I think he's going to be rusty. I think that it's going to be really weird for him to have a really bad first half. And then people start going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we just put Jacoby Brissett back out there? Because like, he wasn't terrible. Like he was way worse on the Colts than he was here. Uh, But yeah, no, like, and then you'll have the, the non-point scoring season and everyone's be like, here we go. He has that full off season to work with his team. And then the price will go back up again. I just, honestly, I would probably get ahead of the roller coaster on that first peak instead of having to wait it out because I know me personally with my lack of patience, I'll end up trading him away for too little in the middle of the non-point scoring season, though we all know I have zero shares. Um, so what are yours? I mean, Rocky, you first, because I, I know I have it in my head that you have like 13 shares of Watson, but I think I, you two. think I have so much more Watson than I do. <laughs> I, I know you actually have like two, but you know. I might, I might have a couple more, but yeah, I don't have a ton. And it's, I have like, I think maybe three or four out of like 40 leagues. Or whatever so like if someone <laughs> sent you two mid firsts right now and Watson is your, not your QB three, cause we don't really know what can like, you have, you've had two startable QBs. One of them was not Jacoby Brissett. Like you have Hertz and cousins or something like that. Would you sell to Sean Watson for two mid firsts right now if someone were to throw that to you? It's funny you said that because I was thinking I probably would, and then I would probably trade one of those first for Kirk Cousins. No, <laughs> uh, well, that's why I, I knew I had to keep Kirk Cousins on your team already. Love it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I have way more Kirk Cousins shares than I yeah. do to Sean Watson shares. Uh, but yeah, I I think I would because uh, I, like you said, I think. Not that it's going to go down a ton, but during during the season, his value is probably going to go down a little bit because I agree with you. I think he's not probably going to play that well. Uh, in the league we were just talking about, I have him in TA1 actually where I only have one quarterback. So I'm going to I'm going to be riding some Deshaun Watson and hoping that uh, that he plays better than I think he's going to play. Because uh, I had, I think I had, I had, I have Hurts and I had Wentz. And uh, and then Mills. I had, I, I traded for Davis Mills yep. and then he got benched. So, <laughs> um, so yep. Deshaun Watson will be starting for me in that league. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think, like you said, Although, in it, you know, uh, like I said, I think I have maybe three, four, five at most, and I, I'm pretty sure a couple of them are rebuilding teams. So, so them, I might just hold on to him because I do think during the non-point scoring season, he will still be worth at least two firsts, and I, I might agree. as well just you know hold on to him. I think in general, he's probably a hold. Uh, if you want to, if you want to upgrade a quarterback, um, maybe you can get those two first or more points at quarterback, I should say. Cause like I said, I expect, I probably expect high end two ish production from him the rest of this season, given, given the team and given his rustiness and all that stuff. So I, I don't mind trading if you want points, but if you're not that worried or you're okay, and this is the case for me in some leagues also, if you're okay with just kind of getting, you know, high end QB two ish numbers, you know, like maybe like 17 points a game or something like that, because you don't, you know, you build up the rest of your team, then I'm fine holding on to him. So I think he's a hold in general, but 
I would be pretty tempted to two first because, like I said, I could then use that other first, uh, one of those first in the quarterback if I needed one, and then uh, I'd still have the other first in my pocket. All right, before we move to you, Andrew, to add, like I, we were talking before we started recording that I magically found out I was in one of the DLF mocks for ADP for December, and it's a one QB. I just opened it up. Mm. Here are the first six picks. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Ken Walker, Jonathan Taylor, Jalen Waddell, CeeDee Lamb. Hmm. Ken Walker. One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Wow. Yeah, I mean, he has been very good. Okay. I mean, what do you do that, like... Like it's it's tough. Third overall like, though, like RB one. Like, I was just gonna say, is Kenneth First Walker thing. now the RB one? Did somebody not tell me? So who is though? Nobody. I guess Jonathan Taylor's playing well, better now. You know, Bijan Robinson, an offensive lineman becomes head coach like, and a yeah, running back. We, is doing we well. joke about it all the time. It's Bijan yeah. Robinson. It's Bijan <laughs> Robinson because he <laughs> hasn't disappointed us yet, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I I still think. I mean, you've said before it's by default, but I still think it's Jonathan Taylor. Like you said, he is he is back and healthy and playing better now. He's not crazy, you know, scoring two two to three touchdowns all the time, Jonathan Taylor, but. Uh, that he was last year, but I, I still think for me he's the RB one. The RB one just doesn't mean as much as it did a year or two ago. That's really that's exactly it. It yeah. All right, so let's let's get back to Deshaun Watson. Uh, did you have any different thoughts on any of that, Andrew? Yeah, the only thing I was going to add is that uh, anyone and and I overgeneralizing here, but anyone who has Deshaun Watson is not selling him right now. There's no why would you sell him right as he's about to play? Right, that makes no sense. But that's exactly what I'd be doing. Like if I had, I don't have any Watson, but I'm looking at this, like you just said it before Russ. this might be your get out of jail free card in a sense, you know, I'll pardon the pun with the, uh, the whole jail thing. But my logic is I, I got rid of all my Watson a while ago. I only had two or three shares anyway, um, but he hasn't played football or meaningful football in any regard for almost two full years now. I just, I, he's going to be rusty. I think his value probably doesn't do much. It doesn't go up much till the end of the year. And in all honesty, I think the move is if you really like Watson and you really like the Browns is to sell him for two firsts so they'll get the most you can. And then come January, February, trade a first and a second for Watson. You know what I mean? Like that's probably what I would do because I just don't see his value going up unless again, it's possible. I'm not, I'm not predicting the future. There is a world where Deshaun Watson comes out, throws four touchdowns for 425 yards and is dominant. It is, yeah, it is, and hits the ground running and just through the roof. Everybody is crazy, you know. And I'm still fine to not be on that train, to be honest with you. Um, I know uh, Bobby Koch, friend of the show and part of the DAP network as well, is kind of on that boat. Like, I just don't want that guy on my team, you know. I I get that winning fantasy titles is everything, but I like rooting for people I like rooting for, and I don't like rooting for someone like that. Judge me all you want, but my point is, uh, you know, he can score points on someone else's team. There's plenty of other players I'd rather root for that can score just as many points. Um, so again, all that aside, I do think that if you have him on your team, you're probably not moving him. Like Rocky said, he's a hold. I completely agree. But yeah. if you are moving him, this is probably your window before he plays to kind of last chance before this this uh, train leaves the station, kind of a thing. Because at, at this point, if you're on the train, you've you've run out of options. There there are only so many people in each league that are really willing to trade for Watson, and you might yeah. be 
this might be it. So hang on tight. If it's not now, never. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially with the trade deadline leagues, it really right. is now right. or next season or right. after the season. Okay, so that was, I mean, that's the news. I think it's like a good thing nowadays when there isn't a lot of news because most of the news is usually injury stuff. So I guess you are our guest. Do you want to do trade addicts trades or listener questions first? Well, we got a couple good questions. I want to get into those. So let's start with that. We always, trade addicts trades, you know, we can go on forever. So let's do questions first this time. Okay, we have two actually related questions. So I'm going to sort of, no, let's do the vague answer first and then go into the specific one. The first one at FF Tommy B. You've built a good team. Now what? How does your strategy change once you've climbed the mountain? And this, you know, works imperfectly with Andrew, who was just talking about how he won a championship and then is undefeated. I think that might have been before we actually started yeah. recording. But okay, just because I needed to throw that out there so Andrew doesn't try and act humble about it. Oh, he was bragging before we started about just how good he is without uh, even trying cut it out Russ. <laughs> <laughs> he is like bright I'm like i was not bragging this is the opposite of what i wanted he like you felt bad on the show that's how good he was doing and it was hilarious <laughs> so let's i mean let, go first andrew like you know you've built a good team do you rest on your laurels a bit do you send offers just to send offers do you work on your depth or is are your eyes always open to anything well i think again as as someone on this show i'm an addict right i'm always looking to make moves but i i'm less likely to accept inbound offers i guess is the easiest way to generalize this answer in my in my, my experience that's not always true but in my experience inbound offers tend to be a little light when you're dominating um I don't see a lot of overpaying trades. I don't see a lot of my sides, the clear winner trade offers in my inbox when I'm doing well, uh, which makes sense, right? I mean, like my team is doing well. I, I might be willing to sacrifice a little value to get a guy that I like or to move a player that's hurt or whatever. And so I feel like most people that are locked in and dialed in, like you were mentioning, they listen to this are probably in the same boat. So I'm not saying that's a negative either. I, I don't, we've talked about this on junkies for, I don't know, God, years now, I feel like where it's like, I don't mind sending a low ball offer and just sort of testing the waters. So I'm, I'm not upset with it, but I also feel like I'm not really grinding to make a trade. I'm not really trying to shake the boat too much. I'm just kind of playing it with whatever comes at me. And if somebody sends me an offer for two players that I really like on their team, but the, the value's way off, I'm fine to counter for those same two players with two players on my team. I want to get rid of and just be like, Hey, I still want those guys. I just don't like the price. You know, and that, that's kind of where it ultimately always comes down to. I don't hate a trade. I just hate the valuation. It's like, well, I, I'll gladly make a trade. I'm not afraid of that. But when you're at the top of the mountain, when you built a dynasty, you can't stay still. I mean, that's the one thing you can't do. Uh, you can't just auto reject. You can't just not send offers. You can't not check waivers. Like you have to keep going until that title is in your hands. None of it matters. I mean, you could go undefeated until the final week and lose. I'd much rather be just you know, expecting to lose and keep grinding every week until I get the title and then just do it all again next year. Right. That's the whole point. Just never stop. Never stopping. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm with, I'm pretty much with Andrew here. Like I, I'm definitely less likely to accept some of the offers I get coming in and I am kind of a uh, more so this year than I think in the past, even I think past Rocky would, would overpay. I am trying to, not even really kind of make too many major deals uh, just because uh, there's been a lot out there. You know, if you listen to podcasts, read articles and stuff that 
that making, you know, trading your first or whatever to, to get that guy is probably not going to make that much of a difference in terms of whether you win or lose. Like your chances are, even if you have a buy, your chances aren't that great of winning the title. Uh, so uh, you're, you're increasing it marginally. So I, I'm kind of sort of almost as an experiment play. Russ is going to hate to hear this planning on not trying to do too many trades down the stretch where I give, at least if I give up, I'm giving up like a first or something decently valued. Maybe I'll throw you know, a second at like some old point producing guy or something like that. But uh, I'm trying to avoid the, the major thing where I give up a, a good young guy or a first and, and see how my teams do and see if it, if, if, you know, if it seems any worse than past years. So maybe if it is, maybe I'll go back to old Rocky, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes this, uh, this playoff season. I think, well, I'm me. I always look at <laughs> yes. breaking news. Russ is Russ. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter how, what my team is doing. I literally on, at least on Tuesdays, I go in, I have a folder of bookmarks with all of my leagues. I'll go down the leagues and, oh, lost. Damn. Crap. Why did I lose? Who was on my bench? How bad? Did I... I am very bad at setting lineups. This is not a secret. I have mm. complained about this forever. How badly did I set my lineups? Why did I lose? What's the problem with this team? Okay. like And even now, like teams that I'm, what is it, nine and three? I don't even remember what week we're in. Like like I said, I, I don't have any undefeated teams, so I, none of my teams are perfect. And it's always, there's always something you do to make your team better. And with me, especially like with what I just said, I'm terrible at setting lineups. I will always try to condense assets. Like I will send two for ones all day. And, you know, usually what you try to do is when you're a good team, go back to the bottom of the standings, look at their roster. Do they have that one dude scoring points for no reason on their team? Okay. Let me send them to younger guys that might be scoring, you know, Try and get, find the happy medium between not killing my depth, not giving away too valuable of players just to make my life lineup decisions easier, but something that will make my lineup better and help me not be stupid. You know, like that's that is really the most trading I do when it comes to my teams being good. I will try and upgrade wherever I can. And even if it is like, all right, I have Hawkinson on my team. He's doing pretty well. Can I get Kelsey without killing my team? You know, is chances are he's on a competing team, so probably not. Like, you know, I'll, I'll constantly look at the teams because now every week that goes by, you have a better idea of who's making the playoffs. It's a little different in our leagues, and I hope by now, if you're listening, you don't just have your playoffs set by uh, by record. You know, have at mm. least one that's points yes. for my newer leagues are uh, clearly not the trade addicts because they're all the same rules. But like and the leagues I start now, there's four by record, one by points for and one by all play percentage, win percentage, like more ways to just get better teams in and not just records while not just ignoring teams with good records, because 
it's part of the game. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't so, done that, but I definitely have started leagues where I gave two point two spots for the points. I, yeah, I, I never I, started doing the off thing. Yeah, I just yeah. tried to shake it up a little bit. Yeah, that's really all it is. Like usually, chances are it is still the next person with the most points. Right, for, <laughs> it just says in different words. It's more fun that way. Uh, so, like that's really what I'll do is start combing through the middling teams, the bad teams. Especially if you have picks, if you have younger players that you're good moving, because you might be able to nudge people a little bit to be like, you know what, I'm sure I could make the playoffs, but I still have my first. So maybe I'll take this young guy and ride my first a little earlier. You know, it's it's always worth looking. And what you can always do is if you're not sure if you want to do something, you send an offer they're going to reject because you send something that even if it's a little too low, you'll know how you feel about it the second you hit that send button. Like you're staring at the trade screen and you're like, oh, I don't know. I think I should do this. I think I should do, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Should I not do this? So you send a, like, don't send trash, but like send something. You'll just be thrilled if they accept, but you don't expect them to. Because again, you hit that send button and you'll have a gut feeling. Listen, see how you felt about it. Because if you're just like, Okay, no, I'm starting to like the idea about this. Either A, you wait for them to reject and you send something, or they'll counter, or you be nice and you just revoke and send something better. But, you know, that's on you if you want to or not. I usually just let it sit there until I tell Rocky just to reject it already because it's just really <laughs> uh, Yeah, Russ is the worst. This, this is a total <laughs> tangent. Um, it has nothing to do with either of these questions whatsoever, but the all-play thing made me think of it. What do you, because I'm in one league like this, what would you think of an all-play league? Like, I wouldn't want all my leagues to be that way, but I actually kind of like, it's fun to see, like, I have a really good team there, and I go like, you know, I went 10-1 and one this week. I, I, I kind of enjoy that. And, and um, it, it, you can argue it's a more fair way. To, oh, it absolutely uh, is. But I think I'd rather do head to head with victory points. Yeah, I, I prefer victory points too. I, something where it's like you get head to head still gets you that fun, but then you get another point or two, depending on how you want to do it. Like two points for the top four, one point for the middle four, something like that. I kind of like that where it just adds a little bit of flavor to it. But I, I, I kind of think overall, I like rewarding people for doing better against the median and things like that, but not all the way. Right. That's kind of I'm the same way. And I think I agree with you. I I mean, and I really like head to head. Like I said, I wouldn't want all my leagues to be that way. And I would I would hate playing in like a league where you just go who who has the most points, which I've heard of those type of leagues. Well, there's a couple of Bosch leagues that are like that where it's best ball. And I don't mind that if it's best ball, because like, again, to Russ's point, I hate setting lineups like that is my least favorite thing every week. But and I was just going to say, I don't um, you can go. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that to kind of go back to the question or kind of go back to the whole, like, what do you do if you're on top? I, Russ actually said something, which I think is the perfect way to put it. I try to consolidate my roster to make it as easy for me as possible to set my lineups, right? Like just give me the top 10 players that are very clear cut. And then my 11th player can suck. I don't care. Just give me the 10 that I know I have to start and I can kind of set it and forget it. If I'm contending anyway, and I'm, I'm looking to, you know, dominate, that's the best way you're going to dominate anyway. Just get the best players in your lineup, and then you don't have to think about it. You don't have to make those decisions like, 
do I start Philip Dorsett or Michael Bandy this week? You know what I mean? Like those bottom of the barrel, like my last spot. You I don't, don't want to make, make up decision. names for this. Yeah, no, Andrew's going to say Andrew's exposing me this week because I don't know what a Michael Bandy is. Either. Well, Michael Bandy <laughs> is that backup receiver that was supposed to be something for a hot second. I just dropped him in a league. That's why I had to mention it. It's just Never it's one of those like before. it's one of those like I've actually had to start not that guy, but I've had to make decisions like that where I'm like I need upside. Like I'll play the guy that no one's heard of that maybe he blows up this week. Uh, like Josh Palmer, prime better case for the same team, right? Josh Palmer is not supposed to do anything because both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen came back. And then, nope, everybody was wrong. Josh Palmer still got two touchdowns and dominated, right? Like that's one of those decisions. I hate making that decision. Just let me set my lineup. Let me put the clear cut 10 best guys in there. And if that means I'm trading my ninth and 13th best player for what ends up being my ninth or eighth best player, perfectly happy about it. Let's move on. You know what I mean? Like, now I don't have to think about it. It's off my line. We're good. Yep. I, I get that, and I, I kind of agree with it, especially come playoff time. But right. I, I am a bit of a death guy, too. Like, I have uh, – you mentioned Michael Bandy, who I never heard of. I, I had a league earlier this year where I had to start uh, Alec Ingold for there you multiple go. weeks. He's doing um, because, good now. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> because I didn't have uh, a lot of our – I did actually have decent RB death, but they all got hurt. But, like, I, I, I just like having, uh, you know – even in the playoffs, I think I like having a little bit of a little bit more uh, redundancy, a little bit more depth there than maybe you do. But I, I get it that you're you're definitely increasing your ceiling if you just go, you know, let me upgrade ten strong. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're really at the top of the mountain, like you're claiming, then your your lineup should be pretty solid anyway, right? Like what we're talking about, those minute changes you can make. Yeah, and I won like, some again, of those Alec Ingold games, so. Well, sure, and I, I don't mind having depth on that in case somebody gets hurt, but I don't want to have my roster determined by my lineup, I guess. I don't want to have my outcome determined. Like, I want my lineup to be obvious. Yeah, You know, if injuries happen, yeah. injuries happen. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. And you should always have, and I know this is maybe a, a point for this a little bit, but you should always have a full roster. Russ, I think in TA1, you don't even have a full roster. Oh, I do not. I am and so And that's where it's like, that. I get, oh, I'm I get why you wouldn't. When you're in a ton of leagues, it's hard to keep up. I know, I know. And that's what I say. I get why you wouldn't. I know Shane actually for Trades HQ has done the same thing. I'm in a couple of leagues with him where like there's a four, we're in HQ3 where you can have up to like 45 players. And I think he's got 23 players on his run. You know, like I get that. But I'm the kind of guy that's like, well, let me stash as many as I can. Maybe somebody hits and I'll trade him for a third. You know, like. I, that's kind of, again, to get to that other end of the spectrum. If you're at the bottom of the mountain, if you're at the top of the mountain, you probably don't have that issue. But you should, if you have an empty roster spot, add somebody. You know, you, it, it, that's kind of, again, those little tiny moves that you can try to make. Uh, it, it's better than not rostering someone, right? That's a zero. If you roster someone like Deion Jackson, for instance, right? Beginning of the season was not anything. Nobody had him on a roster. I had him on one roster because I just had Jonathan Taylor. And I was like, well, maybe I need the backup to the backup. Sure. And, Ended up paying off, right? At the playoffs, it's unlikely. But if you're past your trade deadline, waivers all you got. You might as well fill your roster with waiver options. So again, just some of those little tiny edge type transactions can make a difference. And especially at running back, my God, like Alec Ingold's a prime case of that. Like you never know what's going to happen. We still have buys, like I mentioned before too. Like there could be a week where you're just, well, Alec Ingold, let's get it done. You know what I mean? Like let's let's go make it happen. So yeah, that, yeah, and that's good advice. But I know for a fact I have multiple rosters that there's IR guys currently on my active rosters. <laughs> I I check that in every league at least on Tuesdays and Fridays. Like I'm always looking at that. So in our junkies league, I'm always taking care of that, Rocky. You know, I appreciate I that about like, you, Andrew. <laughs> I moved two guys to IR. Who are we picking up? And you're like, I don't. I care. will say though too. I also did pick up Deion Jackson in our junkies. That's right. League too. Yeah. That's right. So you get it. The last thing I will say, because I know we talked about a lot consolidating and trading for better players, 
one thing that's very important to do is think about where this player's fitting in your lineup. Who are you benching to put in this player? Because chances are most trades you're going to make might increase your average points per game by three or four. Most fantasy games are not decided by three or four points. So if it's like a one tier jump up, might not be worth doing the move. Like it really like there needs to be a reason for the trade and the reason for the trade shouldn't be two or three points, you know, like well, that shouldn't that's be really boredom. Little, like you yeah. shouldn't trade at a boredom if you're winning, right? Well, like you're I, talking I, that's the wrong true. person, yeah. Andrew. Well, oh, I know. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, I'm actually. I'm trying to talk to the Russ that is dominating in some leagues. Like I know it's tough, but that's why I love having so many teams and having rebuild teams. I go to them first when I'm bored. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. Too. Let's go trade. Let's make. You know what I mean? But if I'm contending, I'm less likely to do those trades. I'm less likely to send like so and so for so and so just to do something. You know. What I, no, no, no. Let me let me focus on the prize here. But on my rebuilding teams, I don't give a crap. Let's now go I make need, a trade. Andrew, yeah. I need you just every few days to just DM me. You don't to... do it, Russ. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have to. I, I, no I, more further explanation. Just don't do it, Russ. Like, nope. Thank cl- you. Close the window, Russ. Close <laughs> the window. Wasn't yep. Bobby doing that for you at one point, Andrew? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was just trashing me after the fact, but it's different. <laughs> All right. So we spent a whole lot of time on that. Let's move on to the next yes. one. At Zales2525. Should a contending team look to deal pits? Well, what should the return for pits look like in a dynasty superflex tight end premium? Same question for Lamar Jackson. How much? Example, L Jacks for pits, Derek Carr, 24 second and a 25 third. Um, I would not send Lamar Jackson for that. I would send no. that for Lamar Jackson. And I'm not even that big of a Lamar Jackson fan. Like, I believe he's very good. I don't know if he has that QB, QB1 ceiling that we used to think he has, but I think okay. so. But let's, let's step back to the or first question. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think it's like I was listening back. We do the sleeper trade of the week, which, you know, we'll get to. Um, but I actually, you know, since I'm the podcast director for DLF, I have to fill out a log of our show and the DLF Dynasty pod when they do their sleeper stash of the week. So I annoyingly have to listen back to our show to find out when we do the sleeper trade of the week. So I was listening back to our show last week, which I still just hate listening to me. Um, Rocky, you're wonderful. And I was listening to (laughs) Ryan listening to me though. (laughs) When Ryan McDowell was just like, okay, so let's write off this year. You know what? Let's write off next year for Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts will then be 24 years old. (laughs) that's still below the apex of age. I'm about to throw out words that mean nothing. Holy jeez, I forgot the, what I was actually trying to say. That's not their peak age yet. Like right. yeah. they usually peak at around 27, like 26. Like like they, it takes time. And yep. this team is in a really weird position. So honestly, will the real question I guess is, will Kyle Pitts's value get lower before it gets higher? I think the answer is yes. I think so. So if I'm a competing team and I can send Pitts and Carr and walk away with with Lamar Jackson, I think I do that. Even if it's not my year this year. Like, I think that's a great move for next year. So in that case, yes, deal Pitts. You know, the Peter Howard answer depends on the trade. But I would absolutely be okay if you need to. But 
you yeah. still need to get two firsts first plus a lot if not two first like like i don't think you sell pits cheap right now even if you're competing because that, that's what i was gonna say anyway I, I I wouldn't be looking to sell Pitts, even on a contender, just because I think his value is a lot lower than it's eventually going to be. I, I don't want to sell low. So I, I only have one or two pitch shares. Um, one of them's on a middling contender. So I'm not, I'm not selling him. Uh, I don't hate that trade either though. I, I even though I, I don't like to, to trade up for a quarterback, I, I think the value is pretty good there. But I, I really don't want to sell either of these guys because, like I said, I don't want to – I mean, they're both at a pretty decently low low at this point. And, and as much as we want to say, you know, right off this year for Pitts, right off next year, he did have a 1,000 yards last year as a rookie. So oh, yeah. it's not like he was sure. awful. He just didn't have the touchdowns. So and then he caught like three or four this year, just didn't have the yes. yards. So yeah, like, yeah, exactly. The quarterback. Yeah. It was a great season. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I just uh, – I, I don't want to sell either of these guys low. And I, I, I agree. I mean, Lamar Jackson may never be the overall QB1 again, but he, he's still like a top five guy for me so i i'm just i'm i'm holding on both these guys well i'll jump in then and just kind of say if you're contending and you have pits on your roster you're contending in spite of pits yeah you're not contending because of pits so why would you send pits unless it helps your roster unless it helps your lineup right like i might do something where it's like i don't know just pits and mooney because we're talking about let's say pits and mooney for kelsey and dj moore Something like I, you, maybe oh, something yeah. like that gets done, right? Where it's like that helps your lineup. Do that, right? But don't just sell. Don't just sell pits to sell pits. He's on your bench. He's on your IR. Like you're not. not why are you hurrying to get rid of him at this point? You, you're contending. You're going to need him in the next couple of years anyway. Um, same kind of goes for Goddard too. Like there's a couple of leagues where I'm contending where I had Goddard and he got hurt, and I was like, well, Goddard got hurt, which is kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But also like I had Goddard, I was doing well, and then I lost Goddard, and now I'm not but I'm still contending because I had Goddard for so long and I'm like, you know, eight and four, nine and three. And I'm still like able to put together a 10 point output from, you know, some of the backups I had, but like at that point, tight end is such a mess. Like it pits is a prime case of this, unless you're getting a stud, why are you moving it? Like, I don't, I mean, in this case, your stud is Lamar Jackson in this example, but I mean, I guess that's enough of a stud for me, but like, I just, I just don't see the point in selling pits. If you're contending, let him sit on your bench and you'll contend again next year with him in your lineup. Like, I just don't see the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it has to be. It's gotta real. be a wow trade. Yeah. yeah the trade you, has you to be, be real. Like we're not talking peak pits value trade. Cause that's, no. that's gone, but it would have to be very, very strong and make me feel so much better about my roster. Yeah. Exactly. Or like if someone included Higgins in a trade, I'll just be like, okay. Yep. Yep. Even like, guys, Jamar Chase, my boy. Better, yeah, exactly. He's been better oh, than yes. pits. For Chase, you say yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. What if it's like Pit? What if it's like Pitts and uh, Allen Robinson? <laughs> Pitts and Allen Robinson for Chase. Chase. He's like, oh, I don't know that. Like yeah, that. Like, that. That's definitely you, the difference for me. You and I both know, though, there are some tight end premium leagues where Pitts was going ahead of Chase a year ago. Obviously, that's not happening now, right? And you can't ask for a year ago value now. I'm not saying that, but there are definitely some leagues where people still hold that value where your startup happened last year and people still hold that startup value is as erroneous as that is to do. If you can exploit it, this is the kind of case to try to exploit it because yeah, I don't think to kind of even go what you said earlier, Russ, I don't think Pitts's value is going to go up until middle of next year at the earliest. I don't see it going up in the off season much. Like he's not going to, he's on IR. He's probably not coming back. I don't think I've heard that he's coming back. 
Um, and even even if he does, the team's not doing anything. Like it's snooze yeah. fest season for Pitts right now. It will like, take this them is trading up for a QB or something weird like that for his well, value to go up. Or they trade for Russell Wilson in his contract. You never know, right? Like there's some crazy things that NFL teams do that we're all I think just that like, might what? make Pitts value go down, but right. <laughs> but that's kind of what I mean, though. Like we don't know what we don't know. Um, but ultimately, if you're contending with Pitts, I hold Pitts. I mean, that, that is the real answer because you said that you said it exactly right. You're competing despite him, you know, not. that's right. He's not helping you. <laughs> okay. So that, those are our listener questions. Let's move on to trade addicts, trades, trade addicts, leagues, our 12 teams, super flex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TA one. And we have no TA one trades because someone rejected my trade offer. You rejected Actually, mine too. Yours, so. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> so in Trade Addicts 2, I am perturbed. I am vexed. I am Ooh. super annoyed that Frank traded Austin Eckler for a late first and a second because I have been sending offers for Eckler for weeks and just lets them sit for like six days and then rejects it. It's like, son of a... And then... <laughs> I mean, I don't have a first, but I felt like the value I was sending was pretty good. But you have your first because this was their first they sent. Okay, screw it. It's Har. It's Brian. Brian is in the playoffs. He's like the third three seed right now. He's in the playoffs regardless. He's there points scored even if he magically loses the rest of the game and everyone else wins. So he sent his what he's hoping is the 112 for Eckler. Do you do that on your competing teams if you have your first? And, well, Frank's in, like, second to last place, so I feel like, sure, why not take any first for Eckler? But is that enough to send Eckler away right now? I I, I would easily send that for Eckler. Uh, yeah. It, it's hard question to answer, yeah, if you're trying – because we're going to get to a trade of mine later where I'm not sure I – we're we're talking right now about Eckler, who's the RB one, and I sold the RB two, uh, who's younger than Eckler, and I'm not sure what I got for him equals a first and a second right now necessarily. So um, I, I get it if you're rebuilding, you just you just you, you want to get something, and uh, especially Austin Eckler, who's 28 years old and uh, is is. Uh, easily at the peak value he's ever going to be for the rest of his career. He's the RB one right now. So uh, I'd want more, but if this is the best I can get and I'm rebuilding, I, I think I would take it. Well, I wanted to ask a clarification question. You're talking 23 picks here, right? Not 24s or 25, like late. Correct. If I just say first, second, third is 23. Yeah. I assume so too. I just want to clarify because in my opinion, I would sell, I, I would probably send my late 23 first and my late 23 second for Austin Eckler right now. Like I, I totally get that logic. Um, I would gladly send my 24 picks. They're, they're not as valuable. They're a year away. I can get them back, all that stuff. But I think the the fun part comes in, like it's your own, it's your own late first. If it's not your own late first, that changes the calculus and all that. But if I'm trying to contend and I've still got my first, Austin Eckler puts me over the hump. I like the Austin Eckler side there. Yeah, I think that he's putting up points in an offense that, that needs his points. And if I need points, I'll gladly ride that train because my first doesn't help me win a title, and Eckler definitely is. Yeah, everything you guys said, I, I think it's a perfect trade. Uh, you know, you always feel like you want more for the guy who is scoring as the one. 
but factoring in 28, factoring in, he keeps rejecting my offers. Apparently he wanted that first and he got the first and cool. Good for him. Well, so here, just because this is kind of cross-pollinization in a sense, uh, this is a very similar trade to one that Bobby and I got in Dynasty Junkies 2, where we have Eckler and we are not contending. We are not great. And uh, we were offered a late 24 first, well, a 24 first, we don't know late, a 24 first and a 24 second for Eckler a couple weeks ago. And I was like, nah, I don't think that's enough. Like, I really want a little more than that. Um, so we kind of went back and forth and it never happened. And the, it, it showed up in the inbox again this week. And I was just like, I still don't think that fits a 24 first and second for Eckler. That's too far out for us. We were a rebuild, but we're not, a you know, down to the studs, you know, two years out rebuild. And I'm also like, I just don't think that's fair value for Eckler. So I said I would do a 24 first and Pittman for Eckler. Like I want somebody who's still going to get me points. Who's got some upside, who's a receiver to insulate a little value. Like I'm fine with something like that. And that trade is technically open at this point. And we'll see what happens with that. But that's kind of what I asked for before, because that 24 first is different than a 23 first. Even mm-hmm. if it's a late 23 first, I'd rather have a late 23 first over a 24 first at this point. Just knowing what we know at this point in time and give me the points for 23 and I'll see how that turns out and see if I can turn that into more 24 picks. So, again, it's kind of interesting. This trades on here. I definitely like the Eckler side. But if you make a 24 picks, I like the Eckler side even more. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. just that's not enough. I would be thrilled to be a rebuilding team and get Pittman in a 24 first. Just put it out there. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that, I think that's pretty fair value there. Like for someone who needs points, Pittman isn't getting any points. You know what I mean? He's just not doing it. Knock it it off. He's, but not like Eckler. No, not like Eckler, but don't you bad mouth Pittman in front of me, young man. 19 in points per game. (laughs) Yeah, that's not, I mean. 14.3. I'll let the stats bad mouth him for me. That's fine. Yeah, but I don't look at them. So that's fine. Next year we have is Trade Addicts 3, and it is J.K. Dobbins and a 24 second for Miles Sanders and David Njoku. Okay, so here's the, like, I finally sat Miles Sanders this week after two weeks of just (laughs) five-point games, and then he scored two touchdowns. I needed that Sanders game, so thank you, Russ. Appreciate that. Yes, you're welcome. I I took one for the team on that. I still won the game anyway, but that's not the point. Um, Man, like, if I – I wish I wasn't scared of J.K. Dobbins' knee because I I love that player. But – like, honestly, I don't think this trade is bad. Like, in Joker, if I saw it in Joker for a 24 second, I wouldn't bat my eye at it. And honestly, with the worry of Dobbins' knee, with him missing all of that time, and even with those two bad games and what Miles Sanders never really can build up in Dynasty value ever again, I think it's fair enough right now because that offense is doing well enough. And clearly we see Miles Sanders has the ability to do something like this any given game. So if I'm a rebuilding team, I don't think I hate taking on Dobbins in a second-ish. I, again, like if I was a little less worried, I'd feel better about it, which is a very obvious statement <laughs> now that I say it out loud. <laughs> but I like this. Tra- I think I like this trade in both directions. I, I hate it because someone competing just got Miles Sanders and David Njoku, and I'm doing good in that league, and I don't want to lose. But I, I think that's a fair trade. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's pretty fair. I, I think I lean the Dobbins side just because I like Dobbins' future better than yeah. than Miles Sanders. Uh, may not be with the Eagles next year, and 
with the way 23 shakes out in terms of the draft class and, and there's some free agents. I, I, so there, I, I keep hearing that there's a lot of running free, back free agents. Yeah. Coming up. So I, I, who knows where, where that leaves Miles Sanders on those, you know, musical chairs. Like he could be somebody's one B next year somewhere or something. So, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> so I still could I, be Andre Swift. Somebody's one C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no DeAndre Swift slander. Um, but, I don't know where to. I know. But I, you know, maybe I'm just like, like Russ, I'm, maybe I'm just too much of a Dobbins stand and maybe he's never going to, maybe he's going to be kind of like Miles Sanders and never live, quite live up to the hype we had for him coming out. So, uh, but I, I still hold, uh, I guess, higher hopes than what we've seen from Miles Sanders at this point. So I, uh, I'd rather have that side. Uh, I still think uh, Dobbins' value is, is like, before this game, nobody was really looking to buy Miles Sanders, I don't right. think. So uh, I still think Dobbins' value is higher. And like you said, the Njoku's 24-second side cancels out pretty much for me. So I, I lean the Dobbins' side, but I get it if you need points. And there are going to be these games where, because Miles Sanders is a, is a good real-life running back. He yes. just... Uh, sometimes the, the touchdowns don't go to him and sometimes he's not involved enough in the passing game. So uh, I, I get it. So, but I, I still prefer Dobbins. Yep. Well, I'll keep my, my analysis short. I, I would see this trade come through and immediately hear Russ's voice saying, yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're just like a nice, quick little, just said. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I could totally hear him saying that. If I had to pick a side, I'll do the cop out and say, like you said before, Dobbins in the second for a rebuild standards in a joke for the contender. And you know, it's it's a I think it's a great trade because it's very fair yeah. and both sides win. Hooray! <laughs> just curious, where do you? Because I, I just looked at this and I was a little surprised. Where do you think Miles Sanders is in terms of running back points this year? I mean, he's probably thirteen. Probably he's probably around yeah. like ten. Thirteen. Yeah, I yeah. actually thought he'd be a little lower. Did you say thirteen, Andrew? I said thirteen. Yeah, yeah I was like I <laughs> yeah. think he's right around I thirteen. He'd be a little lower, but I guess this thirty-one point game helps a lot. So yeah, that's just one of twelve. Yeah, he's games been pretty though. solid for most of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's up and down, but yeah, he's he's playing at least. He hasn't been hurt or missed yeah, time he either. He's not know. missed a game yet. Yeah. So yeah, and, and finally scoring touchdowns. We move to trade addicts four for our next trade, where I got mm. bored and have a rebuilding team that I guess I rebuilt a little quicker than I wanted to. Mm. Uh, I I got you know you rebuild through young quarterbacks and wide receivers. I, just one of them happened to be Justin Fields and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and I'm winning a couple of games. Um, and I had Christian Kirk on my team, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this last push to not score as many points and try and get a better pick. So I traded Christian Kirk for Brian Robinson and Wandale Robinson. I guess I just listened to Ryan too much last episode. Um you know, because again, like this is a rebuild. I don't think my team is going to be ready even next year because I don't have the one on one, which means I'm not going to walk out of this with Bijan. And I'm probably like, I like the idea of Jameer Gibbs, but I, I think a lot of it's going to have to fall into where he goes. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm not going to feel confident with anyone besides Bijan, just like right out the gate. So I'm fine just screwing around with my team for a little bit and like pushing back a little bit, like taking a step backwards, I guess I would say, because I think getting rid of Christian Kirk easily does that. I felt I probably sold a little short 
But I liked the two pieces I was getting back because I do believe Daniel Jones probably played well enough to the point where they're going to keep him. They'll probably sign a pretty team-friendly deal because I'm sure Daniel Jones doesn't want to hit the market, open market. And if there is a market you want to be in, it's in New York. Like, and he's there already. So I, I think he stays, in which case he, Wondell started to look really good. And if that can come back next year, even if it's not the beginning of the season, it doesn't matter because I don't think I'm going to be competing next season. And hopefully Washington improves a bit because they seem to like giving Brian Robinson the ball. And that's really what it is. Like he seems like a volume guy where his his value could go up. Was well, this our trade? Probably not, but there, I'll jump in right here. I, I like, so I just wanted to do it. I like the Robinson side. Honestly, I, my first thought on this trade is I was like, mm-hmm. I don't mind this at all. And it made me you very know? happy to trade for two players with the same last name. I, don't. I was yeah. just going to say, I, the if only thing here he is had you, Allen, you cornered I the market anyway. on Robinson. So, Yeah, if only he had Allen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also looking at it just from a pure points idea. Like Brian Robinson's points per game and Christian Kirk's points per game are probably about the same range of outcomes. Like you're probably not too far from each other. They both have about the same upside. In my, I'm again, gut feeling here, you know. Um, and also with Ridley going there next year, you know what I mean? Like just uh, that, that could change things. And then Wandale is a pure upside play in my book. Like he could come back and do nothing, which I don't think is going to happen, but his floor is low, but his ceiling is really high. I mean, he, he's one of those like 10 catches, 120 yards and two touchdowns any given Sunday. So I really like this trade, especially if your logic is I, I don't want points or I'm trying to, you know, I'm running down the field. No one's near me and I'm just going to fall down at the one yard line. Like that's sort of what this team feels like, the way you described it, where it's like, I'm accidentally wide open. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't want to score. I don't want to score. And then I throw so, the ball and I just like bat it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all taking the Robinson side. So good trade, man. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think you still a little bit low, but uh, <laughs> I, I said it too. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That, that's the important thing. Uh, <laughs> not that you still blow. Uh, <laughs> I can't be bad because you you know I said it too. <laughs> uh, but but I mean that's mostly just because I was never a big believer in either of these players coming in. And Robinson concerns me just he doesn't he doesn't catch passes. Uh, that was that used to be an issue with Gibson and then JD McKissick got hurt and now he catches passes, uh, which he should have been doing all along. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Brian Robinson's ever going to be that guy that that you know was able to, at least when somebody got the pass catching back, got hurt, he's catching passes. So Yeah, I don't think he'll be a three down back. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't see a ton of upside. Like you said, maybe his value can go up a little if he goes on a little touchdown run here or something like that. Wandale is the intriguing piece. He, he's got a wide range of outcomes for me. He did have a nice game last week, uh, but I, I struggle to believe he's ever going to do that consistently. So, uh, I, I I just I think I'd but I get it too because like nobody's dying to get Christian Kirk. So uh it's hard to get something that I'm, you're gonna get really excited about coming back either. So I get it. I just I I think I still even if you're rebuilding, I think I still prefer Kirk. I mean Kirk's not that old. So no. he's no, twenty five, I think. You know you could just hold on to him and not get Brian Robinson and Wandell Robinson, but maybe Wandale outscores him for the next three years, and I'm totally wrong here. You know, it's funny, like you say that, and and you were talking before about like, you know, running back one, running back two, and you don't feel great about the trade. Like he's the wide receiver ten. Yeah. yeah. I thought you didn't um, look at stats, oh. Rats. What, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it's fantasy points. That's not 
Oh, okay. that's, that's those, totally those different. Aren't stats. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fair. Oh, we got a ch- we got a question in the chat. What do you uh, from Corey? What do you guys think Drake London's value is? I got an offer of London for Ayuk and Njoku, and I think I should take that and run. So, Andrew, mm. London or Ayuk and Njoku? This is like rock, ride receivers. Rocky doesn't like for five hundred. Well, yeah. I I agree. <laughs> I agree with the London side. I will take the London risk here. I, I do think Ayuk is the real deal and all that. I think Njoku has some value, but. London still has some name value. He's still got some potential trade value. Even if he's on a bad team, he's still got to get the ball, even if he doesn't get the ball much. Uh, I think if, you know, again, there's a lot of context. I'd be asking questions. If I, this is one of those, if I get this in my DMs, I'm like, okay, wait, give me some more info. How's your team look? You know, if you're contending this year, keep Ayukin and Joku. But if you're in the middle or not contending, I think London's a fine offer there. I would probably, since you got the offer of London for Ayukin and Joku, I would try to add something to London because they sent you that and be like, Hey, London in a third and I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like thirds get deals done, that kind of thing. So I might try to add a little bit as kind of like the tax for sending the offer. And he, Corey just says he's rebuilding. So yeah, I'd probably take the London side, but there's no urgency to this trade for me. So I would, I would probably that's try to finagle point. or haggle a little bit, but yeah. that's about it. I, th- I like London there. What do you think? Rocky? You know, it's funny. Like I, after his first three games, I said on this podcast that I'll take the L on London. And since then, he's proceeded to not do anything. The rest he was like, no, 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 don't take that L, Rocky. I'll show you right. <laughs> so I, I don't know what to think of. Like, I mean, I mean I Rocky just, looked bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was not again. His fantasy. But even when I was taking that out uh, on the season, he has one game all season over 14.8 fantasy points. So. Yeah. And a lot in single digits. I mean, yep. some of that is the way the Falcons are playing and Arthur Smith. And he loves Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley for some reason, more than he loves Kyle Pitts and Drake London. But uh, I I really don't really like Ayuk and Joku either. So I'll take the London side of this trade. Like, I think Ayuk is only good when, you know, there's injuries elsewhere. I know he's had games where the other guys are healthy, but... I don't think I ever. I, I have. Um, I, I think I have zero shares. I may have one of Ayuk, well, and it's just I like because that I don't trust. CMC joined. You know what I mean. Once yeah. CMC went there, I feel like the target share went down. I just. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you though. If, if there's injuries, sure, Ayuk's fine, but there aren't right now. Yeah, I never would trust putting Ayuk in my lineup. Like I think ever. So, and Njoku is you know one of those random tight ends that you hope for a touchdown. Basically, tight end to infinity from everybody from tight end five yes. to forty. You know, throw him in there. Yeah. So I'll I'll still take the London upside there, but London is a guy that I really don't know how to. Play. I felt like yeah. after those first three games, people were like two first, and that that seems insane to me right now. So, yeah, I'd love to take two first for Drake London. That'd be People great. were saying that in September, well, like the way I he know. started off. Not now. Yeah, if you're rebuilding, you take London. I really just think that's what it is. Because yeah. I think the value is pretty much fair enough. But I think, actually, you know what? Yeah, no, if you want the points, you take the book guy scoring points. But if you're just talking about value, I think you take London, even if you're if these guys aren't in your lineup, yeah, you take London because the chances are London's value still increases. Even if Ayuk's and Njoku's find a way to increase, which would be strange, but even if they do, it it, it won't be as much as, as London does. And I think that's what the important part is here. 
we have another TA4 trade, which I don't know why this one happened. This trade is not a first for Chris Godwin. This trade is Chris Godwin for a late first and Jalen Rager. Yeah, why? Sort of Vikings Jalen Rager. Why, why Jaylen click Rager that button? Like, that's one of those things where if someone sends me a late first and Rager for Godwin, I reject it and counter without Rager. Yeah. Like, just I was thinking the first, same thing. You hold yeah. on to that. Yep. You know what it feels like to me is somebody was uh, couldn't go over their roster. Yeah, of something. course that's probably yeah. what it really was. But this is more fun, you know. You know, oddly enough, for us to counter your point, this is one where I'm looking at it like I'll gladly take the first for Godwin, but there's a roster limit. Let me go counter for someone on the bottom of his bench just to be funny. And like Rager's there, hell yeah, give me Rager in the because I know no one cares about Rager, and if you still have him by now, you want him off your roster. So I might actually be the the actual foil to what you just said, where I'm like. I'm uh, give me Jalen Rager, like, and then I'll drop him for someone this week. Let him great. warm up that waiver wire, like it, it. It needs it. It needs that extra body. Yeah, go, go. yeah. Well, which side though overall do you like though, Russ? The first or Godwin? That's the oh, question Godwin for me. Uh, I, I'm with you. Yep, he's rebuilding, so he didn't need Godwin on his team, even though he was it a 23 first. I think I he I s- sold him Godwin. In this league, I think it may have been a 24 first plus at some point, but mm-hmm. so yeah, he's pretty much just moving it, you know, passing the beat. Um, in a vacuum, to use a terrible phrase, I I take Godwin over a first. Yeah, I would. Too. If I'm rebuilding, I, I guess. I was it. curious if this this is not. I mean, I think that the J Mike Invitational was TA six, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. So I was going to say, this feels to me like at this time of year, like I'm willing to overpay to get that first, like to complete my infinity gauntlet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm willing to send Godwin for the first just to have another one. So like, that's kind of the question I was going to ask, like, does this guy already have six of them? And this is his seventh. Cause that could be kind of fun. He like, might. is there another piece of context we don't know, but otherwise it's Godwin. Yeah. No, it, it really is just a rebuild more than anything else. I don't know how many picks he has. So let's find out. Well, that you see my point, though, That's right? Important. Like, there's a tax for the every time you take a 23, thir- uh, 23 first, the next one's going to cost a little more, right? Yeah. And so, like, and I'm sure the way J Mike did it, we obviously we had J Mike on on Junkies a couple weeks ago, and it's like you, you got to you know play your league. And that's where if that's the price, that's the price. But again, in a vacuum, Godwin greater sign first. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you guys. It's Godwin. Yeah. Okay. Next trade we have. We move over to TA six. And you know what else we move over to? Sleeper, trade of the week. Sleeper, trade of the week. We're going to talk about a trade addict's trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh. This is the trade addict's sleeper trade of the week because... Rocky finally was able to move Josh Jacobs off of his rebuilding team. Yes, I, I got him. I, the only reason he's on my team is because I was offered Cam Akers and Josh Jacobs for Malik Willis, and I couldn't turn that down. Yeah, you don't turn that down. Yeah, right. TA6 is not the most active of the trade addicts leagues, and it's been tough. So, uh, yeah, you can get into the trade, and then we can talk about it. Okay, so it was, I mean, straight up, Josh Jacobs for DJ Moore. And you said that you felt you sold a little low. But, yes, Josh Jacobs is the running back, too. Yes, Josh Jacobs is probably, like, 22 years old still, somehow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and most 
maybe like they didn't, you know, they didn't take his option. Maybe he's moving to a new team, all of that stuff, whatever. I think this is a great return on Josh Jacobs, the player, not the Josh Jacobs, the, the statistics of him. Like I, I saw this and I'm like, Oh, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, you, you hope to get running back to return, but I don't think you do for Josh. Yeah, Jacobs. Nobody's considering him like th- as the value of a, the running back to right now, which is kind of, Crazy, like he's like you said, he's twenty four and he's the running back too. But twenty four is not that old for a running back. But it's like he's been so kind of meh for so long in terms of fantasy production that I think it's even this season is not boosting him up enough. I wonder what his value would be if, like, right after the season, he resigns with the Raiders. Mm, Yeah, like stays in the system that he just did this in. I would assume they're going to upgrade a quarterback because they're easily walking out of Carr's contract. I mean, maybe they just restructure or whatever, but it most likely won't get worse. So like chances are they can just be sort of the same. His value has to creep up at that point. Right. Cause again, he's still young. I, I don't, you know what I was just thinking? It kind of feels like a little bit like, remember David Montgomery was a top five running back mm. a couple of years ago? It kind of feels like that to me. Like, okay, so I, I know why you're absolutely wrong. Because, <laughs> I mean, Montgomery finished as a top five running back because he, I know he had a, killed it down the stretch. The last yeah. six weeks. Yeah. Jacobs did it the entire year. So it's a little, I, I get what you're saying because it is the same lack of respect of not being able to look past the first few years. Yes, I mean, like think about what, what it took saying, for yeah. players like Keenan and Doug Baldwin and these wide receivers that maybe didn't have the greatest draft capital and didn't have the greatest rookie years and or first two, three, four years, uh, Adam Thielen, you know, like it took, a, it took Thielen literally breaking NFL records <laughs> to be considered a top wide receiver. Um, so I get it. Maybe I guess it's good for people who want to score points and want to get them rather cheaply. Like I think this was a good trade. I I don't feel bad getting DJ Moore for Josh Jacobs, and I f- sending DJ Moore for Josh Jacobs at least it still feels like he paid a price. Like that's not nothing. DJ Moore, uh, yeah, the guy who sent it to me in the he put it in the trade comments. He thought it was an overpay. Uh, Bill's a special guy. Well, yeah. uh, was this before this week? <laughs> oh, I was disagree that, with them. I didn't think it was an overpay. But was no. that before his his output this week of fifty points or whatever? Like, was that that was like I'm sure before this week, right, Racky? Like this trade was done before Josh Jacobs blew up this week. No. Okay. This was done this afternoon. Okay. If it was this afternoon, then it, in my opinion, the one week does not change value that much. But that means it's not an overpay, right? I, oh, this me, this makes me feel like. You're you're getting out at the top of the Josh Jacobs peak right here, and I think DJ Moore is probably one of the best buy lows in Dynasty right now because obviously that team with uh, with Darnold is going to turn it around and be a stud. I mean that's clearly because Darnold's amazing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, um, but I just think every, the, all the arrows are I pointing out more. My blank stare <laughs> that translated to, to to audio somehow. I felt it. If that helps, um, but no, I, I definitely think I definitely think you're you're buying the dip on DJ Moore here, and you're selling at the highest possibly the highest possible value for Jacobs. I don't hate this at all. I agree with you. I think more for sure for me. Yeah. And more's more still, I think 25. So we still and that's not disrespecting Jacobs. Though. That's not, that's not disrespecting Jacobs at all. I think he's a terrific running back for this year. And you've only got so many weeks left this year that matter. And if you're rebuilding, get the hell out. I agree. So yeah, great let, trade. Let me and ask you guys. It would have been great if you got out 
before this week. So you could have not beaten me, Rocky. I know. <laughs> My team is like too good in there. Like, like I have some, like I have Christian Watson, I think who's doing well now. I think I have Traylon Burks who started doing better. Like it's, it's scoring too many points, but there you go. I wanted to ask you guys, I had two offers sitting in my inbox. The other one was uh, Terry McLaurin in a 24 second. Are you taking more over that? that? That's what I ended up doing. So I, okay. So here's the weird, <sighs> I think Terry McLaurin and a second might be worth more than DJ Moore, but given the situation, I just take DJ Moore. I think you, you will have a harder time moving Terry McLaurin because you don't necessarily want a 27-year-old wide receiver on your rebuilds yep. that you can't move easily. And even while he's doing well with Heineke right now, I don't think you move him very easily or for what you would want. So I just take DJ Moore because, well, A, you are a DJ Moore guy. Yes. And two, he's still doing well enough that there's an ch- easier chance of you flipping him, even this season, if you felt like it then there would be Terry McLaurin. So while I get it, maybe the value was better for your specific situation. I think DJ Moore fits better so that erases the little margin of difference in value. Yeah, that's kind of what went into my thinking. And also the fact I was looking, I have like, like some of them are fourth and fifths, but I have literally like 15 picks in 23 or something Mm. like that. And I have 424 seconds. So I was like, I, I, the 24 second is nice, but it doesn't move the needle that much for me when I have that yeah. many picks. So I'd rather take DJ Moore. Well, and, and I, Russ, you put it perfectly, but I'll, I'll just add a little cherry on top. And it's like, this is a trade addicts league. You always got to worry about what you can trade for next. And I think Russ nailed it. You're, you're probably better. You have better chances of getting more for more than you do for McLaurin. You know what I mean? Like, I I think the the dip is lower on McLaurin, clearly, which is why the second needs to be added there. So again, in a vacuum, I would prefer that McLaurin in the second side, but trade addicts trades, you never keep anybody. So I'd I'd really rather have the player that's easier to move, less volatile in a trade. So yeah, I think think you made the right choice. And two years younger, which also goes into... Yes, on a rebuild. And now your next move is get Adam Thielen off of your team. I know. I put it in the chat today. Nobody sent me an offer. Twenty four second. I actually I, yesterday. I think I put in someone take the RB two. You know, send me an offer yep. for the freaking overall RB two, and I finally got one because I've been trying to move him for like basically ever since I made that Malik Willis yep. trade. I've been wanting to move him. So, and that is your trade of the week, brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy platform in the world. Join a new Dynasty League or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy it is to manage all of your leagues in one place. Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. A few more trades. TA7, this one was a smaller one, but I wanted to talk about it anyway. Jeff Wilson for a 24-second. I I put this on here because... Again, this is another one of those perfect trades down the stretch where I love sending, being a a competing team and sending a pick for a player because at that point you are replacing your worst player in your lineup with this new player. And right now, Jeff Wilson's scoring a lot of points. So, like, I love the idea of sending a 24-second for Jeff Wilson for the rest of the season and honestly, probably next season too. Like, I don't see a reason that they overhaul their backfield. I don't, 
I think that they probably have other things, better things to do, especially with losing their first, that they need to spend on their running back. And but you know, especially with draft, everyone's going to put a running back in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> and then they All won't the draft drafts. <laughs> and, you know, Mike McDaniel handpicking these two guys because he's played with them before, assuming that they don't fall off an age cliff because they're both older than I'm sure a lot of people think because we just haven't been talking about them for a very long time. But still, I, I think sending a 24 second for Jeff Wilson and getting a 24 second for Jeff Wilson is the perfect late season trade. And that's just kind of why I wanted to throw it on here. Well, Rocky, you mentioned this is your trade. Which side were you? I got, uh, I got Wilson. So okay. I, 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 I agree. I think that's why I took it because I think the value is super fair and I, I feel like I'm kind of like you in TA1 where I'm foolishly almost trying to compete with these top, like there's a top group of teams yeah. <laughs> uh, that I am clearly below, but I'm easily going to make the playoffs at the same time. So I figure why not give it a shot? And that that's basically what this trade was like. Well, I, I was going to ask like to Russ's point, who'd you drop? I think my roster wasn't full. <laughs> Perfect. Even better. Even better. You don't even have to lose anything, right? So like that yep. you're you're hitting the nail on the head there, Russ. Like this sometimes these trades, that context matters too. Where if you if you've got the roster spot, why not? Right? Like that's even easier. But if you're dropping like a Tanner Hudson or a Michael Bandy or like one of these players you've never heard of, like who cares, right? Like it's it's an easy win. So especially too, if you're in the middle, I don't mind this because again. Trade addicts leagues, you might be able to get more than that. From you might be able to get a twenty-three second in a week or two, right? Like the, the Jeffrey Wilson is probably going to have some value for the rest of this year, whether he's on your team or someone else's. So I, I like that trade. I thought yeah. that was smart getting Wilson. Like, I think like, value wise, it might be the second, but nah, value isn't everything. Like, like I could lose in the first round because I am not one of those top three or four teams, right. but then maybe I can sell him for a twenty-three second if he has a thirty-point game that week. You or get something it after exactly. because there is or, no trade deadline in trade addicts leagues. Of course, or do one of those. Week. Do one of those like Jeffrey Wilson in a twenty-four third for a twenty-three second. You know what yeah. I mean? Like one of those kind of deals. Like I, I love doing those, especially if, if you're out of it. And let's all hope that you win the whole thing. Why not? That sounds like no. Fun. But I'm, I'm kidding, Russ. I'm kidding. <laughs> Russ is I'm one saying, of those top three or four teams this year. I also yeah. feel like it's just I can't. You guys are both, I'm sure, in, in a lot of playoffs. My point though is like, let's just say you you get Wilson and he's your missing piece, and that wins the whole thing. You're not going to miss that 24 second at all. So nope. like, there really isn't a downside here. Nope. Russ, when I lose in the first round, I'll totally sell them to you for a 23 second if you want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have those, the, but uh, TA seven is one of two. TA leagues where there is an undefeated team, obviously TA six, J Mike, but Riley Bymaster does have an undefeated mm. team. Who is playing this week? Oh, nice. And, so and you're like a 30 okay. point underdog. <laughs> Next trade. Uh, also TA seven, a 23 first, a 24. Okay. I will say a late 23 first, cause this is my team in TA seven and my first a late 23 first, 24 first and Romeo dubs for Tyreek Hill and Dalton Schultz. I'll start. I give me the hill. Give me give me Hill and Schultz on this one. I, I love 23 picks. I get it. Uh first or first, I get it. Uh 24 first, as the you know, as dumb as it is, and J Mike would disagree, but you can get that back. Uh dubs, I don't know what that team is doing right now. He had some days that were great, but Hill is a dominant option. You're not you're not taking him out of your lineup unless he comes to your house and says, Don't do it. I mean, it's literally like 
you can't miss. And then Schultz is, you know, tight end four, five, six, something like that. Like in that second tier of tight end, that's a smash except on Hill and Schultz for me. I hope he signs an autograph or something, like showing up just to tell you to take him out of his yeah. out of your lineup. Yeah. Like while oh, you're here, shit or something before you go, man. <laughs> Cheat it. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty easily the Tyreek side for me too. I think Dub Dubs Dobbs, ever we're saying his name. Um, I think I think his time is come and gone. I, I especially with the emergence of Watson here, like who was kind of left for dead. I uh, a guy I liked a lot, so I'm gonna you know hopefully take that victory lap. Um, but, uh, I just think this is almost like the price I would, I would want for Tyreek almost. Yeah, is anyone uh, paying it though? No, probably not, but you're getting Dalton Schultz on top of it. So uh, it makes it pretty easy for me. Like I, he's easily Tyreek's you, you would have to pay more than a 23 first. So I, I, I wouldn't give up even on a, a rebuild. I'd want to demand more than a 23 first for, for Tyreek Hill. So uh, I still think he's worth it. Yeah. I think he's worth it. Like the 23 I mean, and 24 like first wide as a receiver minimum. two wide receiver one. Well, he, he can easily up put there. up 50 points. Yeah, I mean, he, his upside yeah. is crazy. So, yeah. So, yeah. I yeah, think I, he's worth it. I, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a no-brainer to me. I, I you know, the 24 first uh, in, and dubs are both, you know, whatever to me. Uh, well, not the 21st is whatever, but it's it's not super late, high, high value. And 23 first is late. I mean, that makes it a no-brainer. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt less strongly like I don't feel like I got a steal on this um I I originally sent it without dubs and they weren't answering me so I'm like you know what fine and I just like stepped it up a little bit and then it got accepted um the way I saw it was I no matter what Dalton Schultz does it doesn't matter what the tight end premium is it just doesn't seem like you get a first for him no. I am in a 14-team league with the same tight end premium, and I can't get a late first for him, which in the in a normal league would be a second. Like, I can't get the 113, you know, what to see. Like, so to me, this is a 23 first plus for Hill and then a 24 second plus for, for Schultz. So to me, I got for, like, a fair value where maybe you just should get more than fair value for Tyreek. Like that's kind of think what it comes down to. And it's one of those things like, like we said before with Eckler, like, yeah, you kind of want more, but it's a rebuilding team. And, you know, Tyreek is just scoring way too many points. And I mean, Schultz is Schultz, but you know, like I, I, be really like funny. Was, I thought it was more, more, more fair, fairer, fairer. I thought I think I think this was fairer than you guys seem to think it is. But I mean, clearly, I made the trade, so I'm, I'm going to vote well, for the player side. I was going to say, you know, it'd be really funny is you could put this trade on Twitter and you get people going, "Oh my God, you just stole Tyreek Hill," and then immediately below it, "Oh my God, you got all of that for Tyreek Hill." You know what I mean? Like you had like both sides are just yeah. like you. You have to take the. And I love that about Twitter because it's just such a crazy vacuum of its own. Oh, but it's also like just people when they're not specific about it. Oh my god, yeah. this is robbery! How could you? Yeah. Even, how did how did you pull this off? Which side? Wait, wait. Yeah. For, for which or just side? like the gif of the monkey stealing the hubcap, and yeah. I'm just like, but wait, which side though? Yeah, I'm 100. I love that. I love that. All right, the last trade Fair we trade. have is 
little bit of a smaller deal, but still an intriguing one nonetheless. In Trade Addicts 9, someone traded Geno Smith for Miles Sanders. I this stared at this when I this just, happened. I scratched my head. And I, I was just like, it. okay, this is a trade that just happened. Cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, it is it is weird to think that Geno Smith is just doing really, really well. And like I said before, like, Miles Sanders is someone I've been kind of, you know, low-end trying to get for the season. A lot of it was before the season started because – good offense running back on a good offense assuming he'll score touchdowns this year you know i i have a lot of teams where geno smith is like my qb3 or 4 just because last year when wilson got hurt i claimed and spent a lot of fab on on geno in every single league so i still had a lot of him and i never got a decent offer for him no matter how many points he's scoring so honestly me being me hating depth on my team, even though, like, if I have, like we said before, like, you know, Hertz and Cousins, I'm going to start them to over Geno unless Cousins is playing primetime, which is just a thing. Like, that, that's not anecdotal. That's not, like, that is a thing. Um, well, we had a good game last week. Decent that, game. That, it was a Thanksgiving. That's not the same. That's not <laughs> Monday night or Sunday night. It was Thursday night. Thursday night isn't primetime. Um <laughs> <laughs> so like hmm. honestly like i feel like i if i'm a competing team and i don't need to start geno smith i think i feel pretty good about getting miles sanders for him yeah someone asked me about geno smith today and i i have no idea how to value geno smith right now right? i i thought it was interesting though like this trade is like perfect to me because i'm not sure how to value miles sanders right now either <laughs> so it's like neither guy is going to get you a first but a second seems too light and yeah it's kind of the perfect trade, Gina Smith to Miles Sanders. So kudos to you two. I don't remember who it was. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, it's super flex. So I think Gino Smith probably, you know, I, I'd lean that direction because quarterbacks are harder to come by. But I mean, yeah, I, this is literally like one of those trades that, again, in August, we're looking at this like, are you crazy? And then we could be saying the exact same thing in February. Like, were we crazy? But like in the moment makes total sense. You know what I mean? Like that's, this is dynasty folks. Like this is what we get into (laughs) is that you start making some trades that on paper, you go, what were we thinking? And at the moment it made total sense. I don't know. I love it. I will pay so much money to Twitter. If they just add next to people's names when they are trending not dead. Yeah. <laughs> like I clicked a button and I just see Steve Martin trending and I almost lost my Ooh. everything. Like you would have heard a grown man start crying on this podcast. So not dead. Not dead. Not dead. <laughs> Hosting at Jim Carrey, I think was trending earlier. Yeah. Yep. Still is. Um, all right. Well, that is the end of our show sheet. So that's the end of our show. And I'm, too emotional now thinking of steve martin dying <laughs> but before we had how ha- see gone can't even talk about before we head out andrew why don't you let everyone know who you are what you do and where they could find what you do yeah so thanks again for having me even though i wasn't your first choice i have no problem being a backup that is my you ideal role in life always we will always be our silver medal I, I I was I want to put myself you, as like ready five like I'm, I'm ready five like I'll be that guy that you send in when you really need the hand like that's me I'll help you out um, but no you can find me on Twitter for now at least at, at Andrew Hall FF uh, I write for fantasy pros obviously I'm with 
the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network with uh, my buddy Rocky over here on the Dynasty Junkies going live on most Thursdays, uh, usually around halftime or so of that non-primetime game you mentioned. Um, you know, just having some fun talking it up with uh, Scott Sidlow sometimes and Bobby, if he comes back, we'll see. Uh, a bunch of we got a bunch of fun guests always, and, and have a good time rolling through there. But great to be here, guys. Really uh, appreciate you calling me at the last minute, and I'm glad I could help out. <laughs> All right, our stuff. Patreon.com/slash Trade Addicts Pod. You can drop like Corey. Drop in here. Ask us, ask us a question. If I actually notice that there's a question there, and we don't have too much to talk about, we'll ask it, or we'll answer it afterwards. And also, just watch, just be a creeper and sit there and watch us while <laughs> we're recording. We're we're cool with that. We it's what we signed up for. Uh, also, we have our group me chat, the Cool Kids Club, which is just cool with kids. <laughs> it's a club. It's a club. <laughs> All right, and ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com. It's that time of year. It is the SFB playoffs. It is Toys for Tots shopping time, which I am going on Thursday, and I am tingling with excitement. I am having Marines go shopping with me. I'm going to feel so protected and so important. Um, But the reason I bring that up is because every single penny that comes in from ff podshirts goes straight to fantasy cares which goes straight to our toys for tots shopping um well clearly now it would be for next year but still help kids kids need presents you need awesome t-shirts like if you were a patron you could see andrew flash and his where oh and i have yeah i have my sfb hoodie on um so what's up rocky I don't have anything. You don't have, you don't have, have an eagles. Eagles. Right. Always eagles. <laughs> so yeah, FF Podchers, a store envy.com. You get awesome stuff. Kids will get awesome stuff for the holidays. Win-win, baby. All right. On that note, I feel recovered now, knowing that Steve Martin is still alive. I feel better. <laughs> I feel I feel awake and alive. So maybe I mean I mean not good night, guys. Good good life, everybody. Thank Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a member of the DLS family of podcasts, and a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time. On the trade attic Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>